I had anger problems and stuff. Um, so things would happen and, um, I would get angry and lash out by like hitting a wall or something or yell and scream. And, um, I wound up curbing that, but I know there was like a couple times that like I had just lost my mind. One thing about Eric is when he puts his mind to trying to make a change, he will make the change. Once he gets through the, once he gets past the I'm trying stage and he's really going to, he does it. And he definitely made a commitment, made it very clear that he was going to change that. And he immediately took all the actions to change that. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couples Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different And so we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share their stories. People like today's guests, Eric and Tina, thank you so much for being on our podcast today, guys. Hey, thanks for inviting us. Yes, and you know, this is a treat for us too, because, you know, during COVID and lockdown and all of that stuff, we've had to do a lot more virtual interviews, and we are... Fortunate We're to be able to do. We're finally sitting at the pub again. Yes, an in-person <laughs> yeah. interview, which we prefer. We absolutely, absolutely <laughs> we love it. You know, the, just the the intimacy of the pub and being able to really just kind of kick back and have a great conversation. So let's let's dive a little bit into your story and let's start with how old are you guys? What do you do for a living? And how long have you been together? Okay, so um, I'm Tina and I'm 46. Eric's 46 also. We're only a day apart. No. So um, that's good. Uh, (laughs) What do we do for a living? I work in HR. Okay. And I work in the freight freight forwarding industry. Wonderful. And how long have you guys been together? 10 years, married for five and a half, almost six. And can you tell us the story of how you met? Well, okay. So we met actually in high school. Cause we went to the same high school. Um, she dated all of my buddies. <laughs> okay, that doesn't sound good when you say but, it like that. It's not like that. But, and she never dated me. But then later on in you know life, you know you get you leave high school and you kind of go your separate way, whatever. And then Facebook happened, and we connected on Facebook, but we did not in a way that. I don't know how to get, like, what would you say about, like... It was like a friend. Yeah, just as a yeah. friend. Mm. Like, that was it. 
And uh, we were, like, just one day, we just kind of were, like, messaging back and forth. Just innocent, totally innocent. Apparently, I didn't pick up on <laughs> the fact out of that the cues. I needed to ask her out on a date. No, he did not pick up on that for a long time. <laughs> Until I told him. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, so yeah, she's like, so, you ever going to ask me on a date? I'm like, oh. And I just got out of dating a woman, so I'm like, sure, yeah, would you like to go on a date? <laughs> what, what was that like for you, Tina? Just You're kind of like, hey, is he going to ask me out or what? It's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you feel that way? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it felt like a long time at, at the time, but I don't think that it really was. Um, so you guys are in your mid-30s at this point. Late 30s. Yeah, late 30s. Um, I was divorced, and so I would, I definitely try to, you know, lead him to ask me out on a date, and I guess I could have just asked him, but I really wanted him to ask me. What kind of cues did you give him? I don't remember, but knowing me, they were probably pretty blunt. So <laughs> it's all documented on, on Messenger, is. and we can go in all face, the way back to it. It's, it's all fun. there on Facebook yeah. Messenger. One day, I did go back, and I was reading a lot of them, but it was taking way too long, so I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that where they uh, will print those out and make a poster of some of those kind of conversations. Because yeah. that's the only way we talked. Then it, he didn't. He only had access to a phone, like it was on Wi-Fi or something, so I couldn't talk to him that often. So it was all through Messenger on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Did you have any inkling? Not a clue. No, not even. <laughs> but you're in a relationship with someone else talking to Tina. No, 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 no. I I had just gotten out of. I was like dated this girl for like three months, and then I, we'd broken up, and uh, then she started messaging me, or I. I don't know who sent the first message. Yeah, we, I don't know either. It is documented, so we can always go back. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, we just started kind of talking, I think, about our kids and life and fishing. Of course, she doesn't fish, but she was showing me that she was interested in the fact that I fished. And <laughs> I guess that might have been a cue. That's a cue, yeah. yeah. Well, I know that now, but That's then, <laughs> you know, the. So. <laughs> and how old were your kids at the time? Mine was 11. Yeah, what, yeah, 11. So Ivy and Josh were 11, and yeah. then Leah was 2. Yeah. And I was very concerned about, because I I had been dating. Now, again, you know, I'd, I've never been married at this point. So I was concerned about bringing a, a woman into my son's life. And so I didn't want to, to do that. I just wanted to kind of like, this is just us, and this is what we're going to do. Um, and eventually she's just like, uh, I don't know how long, like a couple of months maybe. And she's like, you're going to meet my kids today. I'm like, uh, okay. Um, like I wasn't ready, but okay, sure. So we, I met her girls and well, then. Well, it wasn't a big formal thing. They were no. with my aunt. They were at my aunt's house with my mm -hmm. mom. And I'm like, we're just going to stop by. Mm -hmm. So. How? Well, yeah, I was just, how was that for you, you know, like, in making that decision, though, you know, to have him meet your kids? I was super excited about it, actually. I mean, I was super excited about him, and so I was happy for everybody to meet him, and then 
of course, I love my kids to death, too, and I thought they'd like them. So. And I'm very proud of them, of course. Is this where I pop my collar like I'm cool? <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys went on your first official date, mm-hmm. what did you guys do? And how, how did your relationship progress from there? Well, we went to Cabana Charlie's, which was like right down the street from her apartment. Which I planned carefully because yes. I wanted to I wanted to be close to home. I wanted to be able to walk. Because what if he was a little crazy? <laughs> so I, I mean, because that was just through Facebook that I've been talking to him. So that's why we went there. Mm-hmm. And I picked her up. I had this old nasty Kia Rio. It was pretty nasty. And <laughs> I picked her up in it, and I was just, I was embarrassed, but I was you know I just just go with it, just do this, and just it's not that far. Just drive that way. That's all you got. But he asked me to drive. I told him no. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was embarrassed about my car, you know? And I'm like, no, that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> so how long until you knew this was your person? Okay, so um, shortly thereafter, I moved out of where I was living, and I moved in with my mother to help her. And I would drive from her house in Huntley all the way to Woodridge uh, three, four, five times a week. And I remember driving back to my mom's and of course I would call her on my way there. We would talk and hang out the whole time we were there. And I would like get in my car, leave her house and then call her <laughs> and talk to her on the way home. Yep. <laughs> and like, it just thought, like, now again, I'm, I drug my feet. She even had to tell me like, you know, are you going to kiss me? I did. I told him to kiss me too. Wow, I'm sensing a trend here. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. So I just I was like super nervous and I remember I was like driving down eighty three in Elk Grove Village. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I gotta tell you something. But I'm nervous. I'm scared. She's like, What? I'm like, I don't know if I should say it. And of course, you know, I won't go into like nonstop like Leading you guys and building this Basically up even more. Basically, took all the way to Huntley. <laughs> yes, and then I was like, "I think I'm falling in love with you." And she's. What did I say? She's like, you know, I don't remember what you said, but I kind of I feel like either. eventually you were just like, "Yeah, I do too." So that you did first. I did. He did do yeah. that first. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I was nervous, like I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it about each other that you found love with? You first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I definitely like to sense of humor. And he's always, he was always then, he still is. He's fun. We have a lot of fun together. Um, and he'd listen to me and let me do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have a stupid, crazy idea, which I do come up with a lot, um, he'd be like, I don't think we should do that. And I'm I'd tell him all the reasons we should, and he'd just change his mind. So that that's a was a good selling point. That's a good selling point. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I guess, uh, she always kept me on my toes. The first thing she did, I picked her up to pick her oh, up on the good. first date. Never been in this building. Walking up. I see the door I got to go to. I'm walking to it. 
and she jumps out from across the hall, hiding behind some other wall, and she's like, "Hi!" And I'm like, "Oh!" oh. <laughs> Scared the now, crap ch- out of him. Now I didn't. I'm, I'm trying to keep it clean, but you yeah, playing a, a prank on him. That's uh-huh. That's I did. I jumped around the corner and it scared him. Yes, it scared me to death. And I'm like, "Oh," because you're all anxious and mm-hmm. nervous, and oh. And mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great icebreaker. Oh, it was. Nice. It was perfect. <laughs> but he talks about it all the time. Because <laughs> we always talk about that, right? Do something new and surprising. Mm-hmm. Nice. And ever since then, she's just kept me on my toes the whole time. And But I, I remember sitting at my buddy's house and telling him, like, yeah, you know, I've been talking to this girl and... You know, she was married to my friend from high school for a really long time, and he's just like, "Dude, I wouldn't do that." And I'm like, "No, no, there's something different." And like, you know, I think I think it's okay, you know, and you know, like, I just, you know, there's there's something about her, like, I, I just couldn't really put my finger on it, but it was like, people talk about like family values. I could tense, I, I could, I could tell that she had a sense of va- like a value of family. I was a single mom. <laughs> <laughs> but the, just the way that, uh, like, the, through the conversations that we would have and stuff, um, it's just kind of what I picked up on it. And I was like, again. So were you still friends with her ex at the time? or Not, like, friends, like, like we had kept in contact, but, like, Facebook friends? Yeah, they yes. hadn't been friends since high school. Yeah. And I know because I was married to my ex for 17 mm-hmm. years, and he was not there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Got it. Okay. It was, they were literally just friends in some of high school. Mm-hmm. Is he still in the picture? Yeah. Your ex? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we just saw him last night? Him last night at the hospital. And everything's good? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, everything's fine. We always spent last night in the ER with our 12-year-old, so. Yeah. Everything Okay. Oh yeah, she's just a dislocated knee, you know. Oh, you know, gymnast. Every day, just some of that. Every day stuff. in the gymnast. <laughs> but yeah, me and him are cool. We're, we we uh, yeah, all get along pretty well. Fist bump when we see each other. How you doing? Hey man, what's going on? Da-da-da-da. What about in high school? Any feelings back there? With me and no. her? Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. Well, so, again, she dated all my friends. Well, quit saying all. <laughs> Who are all of these friends? <laughs> I dated one, and I married him for seventeen years. What did you have? What thoughts did you have of each other in, in high school? Did you know each other really well? No, no, no. Okay, just of each other, really. I remember cross paths like, a couple times. Yeah, like at a party or in the high, you know, in the halls. I didn't go to parties. <laughs> So when did she meet your son? I had picked him up for a visitation, and I was heading back from Indiana, northwest Indiana, and you guys were at Navy Pier. Yep, we met at Navy Pier. Mm -hmm. And um, I think more than likely I was talking to her while I was going to pick him up, and we wound up, she's like, why don't you just come meet us? And I was like, I'd already met the girls. I'm like, all right, I think it's good. Yeah, so we met at... Bubba Gumps, Bubba Gumps, right at Navy Pier. Mm-hmm. That right. was the day that Leah ate the gum off the floor. Oh, <laughs> at Navy Pier, she was two years old, Ooh. and there was gum, and she just picked it up and threw it in her mouth. I almost died. Hasn't she seen Elf? <laughs> <laughs> I almost died. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So all the kids met each other then, and we went there and we hung out. And... How was that for both of you? The kids meeting or? 
Yeah, just that that whole night, the kids meeting. Did you guys have any, you know, like worries at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, di- yeah. I didn't. Besides worrying about what Leah got from that gum, but it was. <laughs> I was super excited about it. It was fun. I, you know, I read into a lot of things, so you know, I overthink everything. So that's, of course, I'm thinking, you know, this woman and her kids are about to meet my son. And I'm going to be, now I'm going to be putting my son into this scenario that he doesn't really have control over because I'm dad. I'm telling him this is what's going to happen. Uh, not to mention that my son and her daughter, her oldest daughter were the same age. So my thought is I catastrophize a lot. So I'm like, what if they like each other? Because they were 11, 12 years old right then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that can't happen. Like if we're dating, they can't date, you know, especially if they're like, Kids, um, fortunately, that never happened, and they but they were like uh, they're two peas in a pod, actually. They, the pod. They're almost identical to each other. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're not biologically related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and how long did you guys date before you got engaged? Three years, I was gonna say a little bit longer than that, maybe four, four and a half. What were, we, what were you guys thinking during that time? Did you want marriage? Did you were you wanting to take your time? Um, I was kind of wanting to take my time. I I was married for a long time. Um, I also was trying to figure out life. I was in school because um, I had a whole career change, an entire career change. So I was in school at DePaul, working towards my degree, um, and I started a new job. I started a job after years of only working part-time. So I wasn't in a huge rush. We did live together. Um, I was collecting alimony. <laughs> so also not in a really big rush. But I was happy with them. I, I knew I wanted to be with them. So how long were you guys dating before you lived together? And how did you decide that? It was about a year. Yeah, and I got to the point, again, I moved in with my mom because she had had some surgery, so I was helping her, and I was in her late 30s, and I love my mother with all of my heart. I do not want to live with my mother for, <laughs> for an elongated period of time. I think it was kind of my idea, though. And I was looking for a place in the city, and she's like, well, hey, this, that, and the other, da 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 we wound up, you know, making the choice and decision to move in together. It's kind of a money-motivated decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, split some costs, save some things. Yeah, now I think if you live with someone, the alimony stops. Oh, yeah. Really? It's, it's at like, that point now, not if you well, get married. it's called maintenance now, right? Yeah, now it's yeah. called maintenance. Yeah. Those things change pretty rapidly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how long... Um, had the kids known each other before you guys moved in together? It was almost a almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it was a good two months after uh, when we first started dating, before they met. Okay. Okay. So, did you guys have any thoughts about creating this blended family and what that would be like? I don't think we did. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know. I don't think we really. Th- we're thinking it through like that. We were um, 
the funny part is with talking about him moving in, it was actually my ex's idea. Is it? Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, so, this is news to me too. <laughs> your your ex had the idea of of him moving in. With yeah, you. it was probably some stupid financial argument discussion with him. He's like, "Well, you and Eric are so close. You guys should just move in." I'm like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." <laughs> so <laughs> this is what keeps me engaged because it's that's the toes that I'm talking about that she keeps me on like. What do you think about this? And I'm like, you know, I was really thinking about Jefferson Park, but you know, yeah, you know, Woodridge is right next to Downers Grove, and that's where I wanted to be is Downers Grove. And yeah, for so, those out there, these are different suburbs, correct? Know, in correct, yeah. Chicagoland area. You're right. Yeah. yeah okay. So I think that we did. We probably didn't think things through nearly as much as we should have, mm-hmm. and especially at our age, we should have known to think things through more. But um, no, we didn't do that. So at this time, you have custody of your kids? Oh, yeah. And they have visitation with their dad? Correct. And your son is with his mom, and you have visitation? Correct. And then sometimes it's all, and then sometimes it's just your kids Actually, living in the house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like every other weekend... I think it even worked out to where, like, when I had my son, she had... The girls uh, on that weekend. We did do that intentionally. We kind of... I think that's kind of lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be in a situation where you're co-parenting with someone who's your ex, it kind of makes good work-life balance. Or not work-life, but, like, kid life. It balance. It does. You get adult time. Her ex... I mean, granted, we were friends in high school. Um, I've dealt with prior with dating and, and exes and stuff and like he's a godsend when it comes to like he's not a jerk to me no. you know he's not a jerk you know like in any way shape or form he doesn't make rude comments he doesn't try and be mean or anything like that no he's, he's just, not and he's a good parent he is and it's just really like it was just easy to kind of like and, and so like now even because we've been together for so long, like he comes over, I'm like, "Hey, bro, what's going on?" Man? It's like a buddy, you know. Mm-hmm. The girls have pictures. Um, my Ivy, the oldest, like we'd all go to gymnastics meets. So the youngest, and he's we all three of us would sit right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Leah's adopted, so we celebrate her gotcha day every year. All of us go together. Mm-hmm. Her dad and then us, we all go together. And he has a girlfriend now. He's had her. He's she's been around for a while, but she goes. So we always do everything together. That's nice when it works like that. Yeah, you know, it, it does. And then you guys have the time. You had the time on the weekends for the just the two of you, mm-hmm. and then you had the whole blended family time. Correct. Yeah, you know, and we always did a lot of fun things with them. We were always out and about doing things, whether it be hiking or museums or just. Road trip roulette. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a game I made up. That's a whole different story. But um, yeah, we were always doing stuff. Yeah, it's nice and it can be like that. We've uh, actually interviewed my ex-in-laws and ex-brother-in-law mm-hmm. and his wife. So, you know, and certainly there have been plenty of opportunity where Ray's family, my family, Alex's dad's family, it's all... Psh- <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's it's nice when it can happen like that as opposed I, to other I was going to say, it doesn't always happen like that. Yeah. Right? But it is definitely a godsend when it does. Mm-hmm. It is. And it, it really takes is. effort for it to sure happen. Sure, it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. How did you guys navigate uh, parenting? So we actually, with our oldest two, we have parented very differently. Yeah. Very differently. Um, and then now we have a 12 year old at home with us full time and we're pretty much on the same page and I'm not sure how that happened. We probably used the other two as like guinea pigs to figure out like, what do we do with this Mm. one? (laughs) I wonder who changed. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're different people with different needs. Well, I definitely, I also thrust myself into this world of women and girls (laughs) I hadn't really been a part of that. So now all of a sudden I have a teenage girl and I have a little baby girl and I have my beautiful wife. Well, now she's my wife, but, you know, that that was totally new to me. I didn't know what to do. So and you're moving into their home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and exactly. there was an adjustment period. <laughs> and there was. I, um, I had anger problems and stuff. Um, so things would happen and... Um, I would get angry and lash out by like hitting a wall or something or yell and scream. And, um, I wound up curbing that, but I know there was like a couple times that, like I had just lost my mind and thank God they weren't around cause like something stupid, like a fishing pole got broken or the fishing whatever. pole. Yeah. And you know, I had a buddy that kind of like was like, dude, if you leave it out around a little kid, and expect it to be broken. If you don't want it to be broken, don't leave it out. And thank God for him because he like <laughs> he, he kind of turns a lot of switches in my head sometimes too. So he kind of like chilled me out that day and relaxed. And I was upset, but I got over it. The fishing pole. Yeah. Oh, it's a story. I'll it's never a forget it. Stupid fishing pole. Do you have it framed on the wall? You no, should. it's in the garbage. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it's a. Fi- it's just a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And again, in hindsight, I can say this now, but, you know, then that was important to me. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, what's more important, this thing or the people that are with me? And I hold that, like, with very the people that are my family, mm-hmm. my children, my wife, they're, they're at a very high level of um, importance in my life. So how long did it take for that shift to happen? And maybe from your perspective. Years. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, For me, it was years. Well, it was so gradual. Mm -hmm. But one thing about Eric is when he puts his mind to trying to make a change, he will make the change. Once he gets through the, once he gets past the I'm trying stage and he's really going to, He does it. And he definitely made a commitment, made it very clear that he was going to change that. And he immediately took all the actions to change that. So was it a problem for you, his anger? Oh, absolutely. It scared the crap out of me. And actually, my fear is what scared him to being like, well, this isn't right. Yeah. Do you mind if I tell the story about that day? That I just made that choice and decision? No, go ahead. Okay. I forget what we were arguing about, and that's not what's important, but my action 
she like so I'm trying to like argue with her, fight with her. She's ignoring me. <laughs> I want to get some sort. I just wanted to like look at me. So I grabbed an empty laundry basket and I just my my intention was take the flat part of the bottom of it and just slap it against the wall. I wound up putting it through the wall and made this huge hole in the wall. And that scared her. And, of course, that ensued, like, this very long conversation about what it is that I'm doing. And I, she can't do this. And so I did, like, I don't know what it was because, like, at that point when I saw her fear, I, like, just snapped out of whatever it is that was in my head. And it was, like, very, very, like concerned about what it is that I'd just done to her. And then she starts to explain to me, you know, like what's going on with the kids and when I do this and how, you know, how I am and what she can't, you know, this, she can't do this anymore. And so I like promised that I would go seek counseling. We did not meet then, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so I went and I like basically, Search the internet to find, you know, some place for anger management and met a guy who taught me how to breathe and count to 10 and go on a walk and walk away, which is, was very hard for me to do, to walk away from anything like that. Um, I did it. And then I think I was also, um, I got, I started to take Wellbutrin. Um, and I didn't see any change in myself during that but a lot of people around me did um the way he explained it to me was like it would help my i I would go from frustration to anger rage sorry um so this way he explained it is would lengthen my fuse for that anger part so i could be angry just not rageful um I don't know if that helped or seemed like know, it did. It did, but I was also counting to ten. I was also breathing and walking. Can you can you talk about because human beings repeat behaviors that work? Mm-hmm. And so, when you were a small person, what was anger like for you? Was it a way to get needs met? Was it tolerated? Where there was there discipline around it? What was it like for you when you were a kid? Hmm. Depending on the time of life depends on what that was. So um, there was a point in time when I lived with my mom and my stepdad. And then there was a time in my life where I lived with my real father. And um, as a young child up to like 15, I lived with my mom and my stepdad um, from 5 to 15. Um... I don't remember really being angry, like rageful. Um, I mean, I also have a brother, so, you know, we'd fight like brothers and stuff. And um, it wasn't rageful, though. It was just, you know, like I was just an angry, you know, like I just get angry for different reasons. Like I don't want to eat my vegetables or I don't want to do this or. And did it work? No, <laughs> my mom didn't really give in, and 
Uh, my stepdad kind of just steered me towards my mom. Um, as a teenager, um, that's when like the heads started to butt um, with my stepdad, as well as you know when I lived with my real dad. Um, that was a different scenario because I had um, I had um, some abuse that I dealt with with from him, um, as well as like the atmosphere I was around wasn't like a family atmosphere. I, I was, it was him and his buddies and their girlfriends. And, you know, I would just kind of like, I was like in the party scene. So, you know, I go to school Monday through Friday. Um, Thursday night was bowling night. And so I would go to, instead of going home, I would go there and the party would last from Thursday to Sunday. And you had all day Sunday to get out. So, um, as far as anger goes, I never showed, I would be angry, but the way that I would talk about my anger would be with like my friends. I couldn't really show my anger to my dad, but when I did, it wasn't in a, a healthy way. It was a lot of, um, like threatening to kill myself kind of a thing. So, I mean, that was a way to get his attention. And it was far and few between that I would do that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, when that would do that, I would get his attention and then things would change. But so you're never taught how to actually express emotions and how to, you know, gain attention in, in an appropriate way. Correct. So was that the major obstacle when it came to, um, co parenting together? Yeah, we just have, it was definitely a major obstacle, but we just have very different views. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm more, I was then and I still am more, you learn from natural consequences. Um, If a kid doesn't want to wear a coat, don't wear a coat. That's fine. Figure out how cold you are. And he's like, absolutely not. They will wear a coat. You're the parent. You make that happen. It's your job. Dude. I kind of understood like a do as I say when I say it, how I say it. And he said that too. Mm -hmm. And he said he also at the time, which he might even deny now, (laughs) (laughs) said that um, children should not need to listen. They need to listen. We don't, gosh, what, what did you say? It's, it's my mindset at that moment in time was kind of like, um, again, do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it, how I tell you to do it. Um, if you want to question me, I understand that. First do this. After this is all done, at whatever that may be, whether it be going to the store or going to school or whatever, if you have a different idea, then you can discuss that with me. You can tell me your idea, and then I will consider it. And once I consider it, then I'll decide whether or not that will happen. So there... In my mind, I'm thinking, I'm giving them an option, but inevitably, I'm really not giving them the option. I'm making it seem like I'm giving it the option, but the decision will always be mine. Uh-huh. Got that work. Yeah. Um, not so well. <laughs> <laughs> Their kids are scared to death to this day of getting caught in an Eric lecture. 
Yes. And Eric because lectures. He will lecture. Oh. He will lecture them to death. And I do know where that comes from. I am not saying like a ten-minute sit-down talk. Understand? I'm talking three and a half, four hours. Wow. Well, at the beginning, that's of, that's like a talent, actually. Well, again, yeah. Talk to our twenty-one-year-olds about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you know. The stroll through the forest. <laughs> the stroll. <laughs> it's not so much a stroll after about an hour. <laughs> we were talking off air about how when Eric starts talking, it's like a stroll through the forest. <laughs> a meandering. A meandering. Back meandering. forth and around. Right. After so a did... while, it's more like a, a, let's sprint. <laughs> let's get out of here. So how'd you guys get engaged? <laughs> Pretty much Careful. the same way we started dating. Oh, <laughs> did you put down, put together a plan, like a five point plan for him? Like no, how to do this? No. no, not at all. Actually, you you've got to tell it. I mean, I could, well, but <laughs> it'll be shorter if I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no meandering here. <laughs> well, the engagement night. No, the whole decision. Well, I don't really remember the whole decision, to be honest. Right, I do. So it, it goes. <laughs> Sorry, like this. I tried. Eric, are we ever going to get married? And of course, I'm like, you know, drag my foot. Like, yeah, sure, I guess, whenever. Well, when? Oh, I don't know. Like, well, how about this? Let's go get a ring. <laughs> oh, and, I did say that. Wow. And then you hold on to it, and then you you ask me when you want to. So I'm like, okay. I did do that. So mm-hmm. we went and we got a ring, and I held on to it, and. I don't maybe seven or eight months I held on to it and put it away and I think a few times I had like pulled it out and like made this grand plan in my head and when I went to go execute you know I'm like abort abort no 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 like this is not the time do you know why why I why you were like no 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 um he said he was never gonna get married yeah I really wasn't wanting to get married because again we're already like almost 40 at this point. So I, I, I just didn't want to, I, I didn't really think. Well, you didn't at 20 either. So it wasn't correct. your age. So what was it about marriage? <laughs> I don't know. I really, I mean, there's a, I don't know how much time do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> um, there, Take the shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> right. A buddy of mine says, if you can't say it in three sentences, um, I mean, there's a lot of it, like, you know, the experiences that I had, um, the examples I should say that I had with my parents, my real dad, he had gotten married again and gotten a divorce again. Um, my mom and my stepdad, which is where the lecturing comes from is my stepdad. Mm. Love you, David. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, I just didn't want to put my self into that kind of uh, scenario to fail in that way. I don't, you know, like, of course, you know, again, being almost 40 years old and having girlfriends and, and, you know, living with girls or not living with girls and having long distance relationships and, or long relationships and inevitably they all kind of like fizzled out and, you know, again, I had a, a son with uh, another woman. Is that how you felt about that relationship, that you had failed? 
with well, I'm not with sure. your ex, Josh's mom. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, some things I like. I went through that was kind of a devastating time for me because um, I, we were living like we were married. Uh, we had a boy together, um, so it was kind of hard to like um, put myself in that scenario again, even though. We were already living together, mm-hmm. um, but the the ring on the finger is the whole. You know, that's the commitment. That's the that's the do all end all. That's just the way it's going to be from in in my head for the rest of my life. Did you have any concerns getting married again, Tina? Um, it's sometimes I did. I'm kind of like fleeting thoughts. But I, I mean, I always said that I would never be one to say I would never get married again or anything. It was really just take things as they come, open the window as it, you know, go through the window as it opens and go like that. So, um, so overall, I didn't. I think sometimes, though, like things might happen where you kind of get like this flashback of, Maybe where something could have gone wrong the first time, and it scares you a little bit. But what feels different about being married versus living together? Hmm. For me, and initially, I guess it didn't really feel a difference. I do now because I feel more connected with her I feel more in like I like I want to be more involved in her not just in her life but like just in her thoughts and you know where I didn't really have that like when I lived with her I, again I was I was still working through things when we ever started to live together um so I wasn't even all the way like my mindset wasn't in that it wasn't <laughs> So, you know, I, so it's more of the us versus the I. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 It was, um, took me a while to get there, but, um, I did. And I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I feel in myself, I feel like I'm, I'm more trying to be more present, not great at it, but I'm trying to be more present with when she's around, um, less, in myself, less in my own head, which is hard because I spend a lot of time in my head. <laughs> in the forest, in his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you guys just get a chance to stroll through. I live in this thing. <laughs> How about for you, Tina? What feels different? Um, when we were just living together, you didn't necessarily... It didn't feel like that level of commitment. Um, and I'm trying to think of the right way. I, it's like I can almost feel it but not say it. Um, I'm pretty quick if I get too frustrated or upset to be like, I don't need anybody. I can do this all on my own. And when we're just living together, that felt like a much easier thing to achieve. So more of the I than the us. Yeah. So you guys are in the three-legged race? 
Yeah, I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at it together. Um, yeah, but now, I mean, that was then, and now I don't really, I don't feel that. I mean, sometimes I do jump to be like, well, I don't need anybody because I'm Miss Independent. Um, but it's, I really don't have any plans of going anywhere. All right, so how'd you ask her? <laughs> oh, like an idiot. I took her to, I don't remember the restaurant. It was the clubhouse in Oak Brook. There you go. And she didn't know, of course. I'm like, kind of had a feeling. So I had this ring in in my pocket and we went and we sat down. And I'm like, nervous. Like, I, you know, right before I go to do something crazy, I'm super nervous. And she goes to the bathroom. So like and there. in the meantime, he tells the entire restaurant yeah, what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> they all knew. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like you. No. <laughs> right. okay. So then I wind up. Uh, like she comes back from the bathroom. I'm like okay, so like I need to go to the bathroom too. Not that I had to go to the bathroom. I just need to get like get my head straight. So then I so, sat at the table for 15, 15 yeah. minutes by myself because I'm in the bathroom, like looking at myself in the mirror, going, "All right, Eric." You're gonna do this. All you gotta do is you gotta do this. You're giving you know? yourself a pep talk. Oh, totally, dude. In a public bathroom of a restaurant. <laughs> Guys coming in and out looking at me like, what is this dude doing? And you know you told every single one of them. Oh, I'm sure. They if they didn't know when they came in, they knew by the time they left. Um, finally got to lift courage. I remember walking up the stairs, trying to find the right pocket to put the ring in. Went up. It was the sweetest day. It was. Um, I think I sat down for three seconds, <laughs> got back up, and got on my knee, right next to the thing. Of course, the first thing I hear is some lady behind me go, "Oh," <laughs> and I'm like, "I think I just blurted like Tino, you marry me," which is not what I planned in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> for 15 minutes. Yes, right. yes. Um, and she's like, "Yeah," this big smile on her face. She said, "Yes." I still have the ring in the box in my hand. I'm like, oh, the box awesome. isn't even open. No, 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 not open. <laughs> I'm like, she says yes. I'm like, oh, like so. I get up and I sit down, and she goes, "Are you gonna put it on my finger?" I'm like, oh yeah, right. Um, shit, sorry. And like, grab the ring. And I don't know if I did. I get back down on my knee again to do it. Or? No, you didn't. You okay. just kind of handed it across the. Table. Yeah, like I put it on her ring, on her finger, and that was it. You know. But everybody around us is now clapping at this point yes, anyway. Yeah. But, so funny story, um, at the weekend intensive, he (laughs) comes for the night of the dinner dance. He comes to the door, all nervous, just like that night. He's like sweating. He's like all nervous. And he's got the corsage in his hand. And he's like talking at mile, you know, 100 miles an hour. And I'm like, do I get that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, this is just like when we got engaged. <laughs> he goes, I think I even am just as nervous. So, And you wore a dress that night that was at your wedding, not that you wore. Yeah, my aunt wore it to my wedding. That's cool. Oh, wow. so it was kind of It was cool. Can you guys talk about the weekend? How did it, what was it like to come on the weekend and how did it impact your relationship? Initially, she was excited. I was nervous. What? Wait. Yeah, right? I hear a theme. Again, that's yeah. not like you. But then on the way there. No, not on the way there. 
or when we did get there or what I, I was like cool with it. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a weekend. I like it, you know. And she's all like, oh, you know, like very nervous. They're like rolls totally opposite now. It was the it was the phone thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we get there and we check in, and I gave up two phones, and 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 I was totally fine. Like I kind of expected it. Yeah, I, but. Then we had to leave and go into town to do some things because his dad had just passed and and that's when like the kind of the panic set in. It's where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I, I we have no contact to the world. What is gonna happen? <laughs> I still have my phone. It was all anxiety, it was you know, but it didn't So I was just kinda like, long. Oh yeah, whatever, you know. Like I'm cool. As he's on his phone talking. Yeah. Oh. Well, talking to the crematorium. Okay. Yes. So to figure all that and his brother. stuff out. And I had my brother had to be a part of that conversation. So um so yeah, when we got back and had to give up the phone, that was a little daunting, but at the same time it was kind of new, like eh, it's it's what we do, you know. I get it. So shut it off. There you go. Yes. And then uh I think it's really just not knowing what to expect right away. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the point <laughs> obviously um, but if in hindsight if i could go back in time and say eric make sure you bring this mm-hmm. it would be a watch <laughs> that's what really bothered me i am such a time person i've been sent down those stairs probably two or three times a day to check that grandfather clock we, we are already making some changes <laughs> I am yes. such a time but person. It was cool. That, oh. It was totally cool. I'm not <laughs> knocking you guys. For it. it was really cool. Well, was, was there did... a point you forgot about time? No. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, it was definitely. Um, just the fact that, like, oh, well, because we become so dependent on our phones mm-hmm. to tell us the time and mm-hmm. the weather and everything, right? Yeah, yeah which yeah. is that was the biggest thing for me i am i have a problem i i know that with time i can't be late i'm very concerned about what time it is all of the time i need to be prepared so i str- struggled with time <laughs> so it's a it's a delayed gratification you just have to sit and then it kind of releases yeah but my, the anxiety in me is just more like am i going to be ready to have the time to sit <laughs> But for me, hurry up, get there, and wait. Yeah. All the time. It's the story of my life. <laughs> I think prior to I the weekend. I spent more time in my car than. <laughs> prior to the weekend, I kind of, again, my father had passed just right before the weekend. So, like, the first couple of days, I was just on my phone all day long talking to everybody and everybody. And I, I kind of was sick of my phone at that point. So when I gave it up, there was this bit of anxiety, kind of like, uh, you know, how am I going to do this, da, 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 you know. But I knew it was kind of like, you know, this is what the weekend is about. It's not about the phone. It's about connecting with her. And so I just kind of, it, it, but then at the same time, I didn't, all the outside distractions, especially what had just happened, I, I just, and I had already let everybody know too, like, hey, come Thursday, I have no phone. You're not going to be, here's this number. Call me if my house is on fire, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Yeah. So that's another issue is I didn't prepare because I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
that's a funny relationship yeah. we have. And you almost didn't it. give up that second phone, too. Well, no, I forgot about it. It was, uh, my, work, it was my work phone. It, like, all of a sudden, it's just like, wait a minute. I, sh- I have two. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so was it Friday night when we went out? And we had the option to, to take our phones. And we just we were like, nah, we'll just leave our phone. Like, why do we need We don't need We didn't need it yesterday. We didn't need it all day today. Why do we need it now? We have a piece of paper to tell us where to go. Even though we got lost. We did get lost for five minutes <laughs> until I got my bearings. I'm like, all right, which way? That way. It, it is kind of hard to navigate over there. A little so, bit. Yeah. We just tur- made one wrong turn, but it led to some great conversation Good. And about how much you depend on your phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were laughing at ourselves for getting lost down two streets mm-hmm. that we had to go down. Um. <laughs> now, I mean, going into the weekend, you guys didn't have any major problems. You know, you guys, you're not still throwing laundry baskets through the wall or any of that. <laughs> no. So coming out of the weekend, you know, what impact did it have on your relationship? I think it had a huge impact, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we, I mean, I definitely feel safe to say we because of the way things have been. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of on a whim that I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, there's always something to learn. We can always grow. And we took a lot of positive things out of it. Um, we've started some some areas that slack as you get comfortable. Mm. It was um, a reminder. And we started habits again that we used to do that were good. Um, perfect example is eating dinner together mm. at the table. No. We had not sat at the table for so long to eat dinner together in a very long time and we have done it every night since wow Wow. every night since we've been home and actually when we first started to date like that was a big thing for her she when we first dated because i've i always did it with the kids table and i'm a i love to watch movies i love to watch tv i love to watch just zone out and i got her into that habit and we like that's where we, we get our food to the couch to the tv so were the kids doing that too? Mm-hmm. They were eating well, in front of the TV. Well, we only have Leah home with us now, right. but yes, she was. I mean, she was at gymnastics three nights a week, which is even a more excuse not to sit at the table. Yeah. But she at one point even commented mm-hmm. that ever since Ivy went to college, we don't sit at the table anymore. Yeah. And um, then we implemented it again for like three days. But since the intensive, we've done it every single night, all three of us. And I know she likes it, and I definitely, I enjoy it very much. And it's good connection time. You know, it was a lot of, we got a lot of reminders out of the weekend tools that we had that we weren't using necessarily all the Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. That dinner time, when I sit down, I'm so used to having my phone. Again, I feel like the phone is 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 an anchor to us. So... I immediately, I like I put it on on the like it's right next to my plate, but then it dawns on me like this is not where I'm. I'm not here for this phone, so I I just toss it. I'm, I know I'm going to break it, and I know it's got an otter box on it, but I want to break it at some point because I just throw it off to the side because it, at that moment it doesn't matter. You're you know? kind of making yourself sound like a hero. That's not dun, quite dun, dun. the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Eric. Where's your cape? Yeah, right. <laughs> But no, I mean, and that that was actually, like I said, you know, leaving that weekend, I was, I did not want my phone. I hated it. I did not want to have it. Um, I didn't turn it on until I'd gotten home. Um, 
And when I did, it was just like, I was like angry. I was angry at the fact that I had my phone back. Hmm. Actually, if you guys would have kept my phone, I probably would have been happier. <laughs> not for that long. <laughs> yeah, not for that long. But I, I got to the point where um, coming home, like I still wanted to kind of like have that connection with her that I had that weekend. And I do. He did. But there's so much more layered on top now because, because sorry about that. There's so much more layered on top now because of life. Right. You know, I have a new job. I'm still dealing with my father's passing. Um, my kid, you know, but, uh, in all these different directions. But I still just like one, like I, she's sleeping. I have to get up early before she even wakes up. I kiss her before I leave. He does every day. Every day. I have to Kiss her, say I love you. She doesn't even remember. I'm probably half of it, if not more. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> but come home, give her a hug and kiss. That's the first thing I need to do. Well, once I get past my dogs. I say the know. dogs get kisses first. <laughs> um, it's kind of forced upon me. But there's been so many nights since the intensive that the TV doesn't go on where it mm-hmm. used to be on every wow. single night. Mm-hmm. Um, we turned it on once this week to catch up on shows because I think <laughs> we, because we, like, we haven't watched them. Yeah. Like since the intensive, like, we've hardly had that TV on. We had like five wow. or six shows that we, cause we stream everything. We had mm-hmm. five or six shows that we haven't watched. I think we got through two of them. We're like, yeah, okay, we're done. Yeah. We actually still have some there cause I, yeah. I get tired of watching them, but yeah. I remember watching a show um, called Brothers and Sisters. I don't know if you remember that show. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I know more about this family <laughs> than, <your own. laughs> than my own, and there's something wrong with that. And I think that was back when I was like, I think that's not how we're supposed to live. I think the real people in our lives, and we all do it because it's so much easier. Because when crap happens to them, it's funny. Mm-hmm. But when it's happening in your own life... <laughs> You'd rather have the distraction from it. And we don't realize, you, you talk about those layers of what that's doing to our, especially our nervous system mm-hmm. and that anxiety and that, that constant like, you know, mm-hmm. it literally is zapping us all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you get this nice break and you're like, oh, it feels good. It, every weekend right now for the past two weeks has been like that for me because I literally just started a new job. I'm commuting to Chicago, downtown Chicago for the first time. So the anxiety of getting on a train during COVID, well, mm. the end of COVID, let's hope and pray across our fingers. Um, just the, it's constant. I work on a 25th floor of some building. So he's afraid of heights. I'm afraid of heights. So I got to <laughs> go up here. So he my, won't walk close to the window. No, like <laughs> three feet is as close as you. And then I get like, oh, weird feeling and I got to get away and like put my blinders on and just look at my computer and do my job. <laughs> but like, there's this, this tremendous amount of anxiety that I'm de- coming here. I had like all this anxiety. <laughs> and, um, we're scary people. <laughs> right. I feel great now. <laughs> it's the it's fun. build. Like I yeah. build up so much expectation or, or I don't know if expectations are the right word. I anticipate anticipation. so much and again, I'm a catastrophizer, so there's always that, like, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? And if that doesn't happen, <laughs> then it's a good day, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, 
that layering is really challenging. So when we have like a weekend, and you guys said something over the weekend where it's like when you have this um, skin on skin or you like you breathe each other's breaths and you feel each other's hearts and um, that's something like that I, I reach out for now for her in not a sexual way just because I, I want to have and I'd done it before but just it wasn't you can be honest it I struggle the with the affection way. part I'm she not does. good at it she does <laughs> but she gives in thank god but I I just grab her hand I don't like pull her towards me she's got to make that choice herself but I like grab her hand I think even today I went to do it and she's like I'm just not ready for right now I'm like okay I don't remember any of this. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a very physical, touchy guy. So I am um, not. That is another thing that came away from this weekend. Sorry, am I talking too much? No, never. Okay. No, <laughs> I know this is a podcast. That's the point. But um, I it was an avid smacker butt kind of guy. Not. Once since we've been no, home. No, I did. Wow. No, no, that's not true. I oh, the once. very one time you're right. That's it. I and he said, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that." Yeah, not just that. Like, I was, I'm a grabber. I'm a smacker. I'm, mm-hmm. And it's all in affection. It's because I'm attracted to this gorgeous woman here. But it's the wrong thing to do. Mm. So we got home. I was just walking by her. It was. It was totally mechanical. I didn't even, it wasn't even, and I, I smacked her butt. I took two steps and I stopped. Um, I, I think I actually, so I was like, oh, sorry. And I took two steps and I stopped. I'm like, I turned around and looked at her. I'm like, Tina. And she looked at me like, with that look like, I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just did that. Yep. And I'm going to try her not to do that again. And I haven't. I haven't and he hasn't, no. Fist bump. <laughs> and those are, those are hard things to talk about because. Right. And it's unique to each couple, yeah. right? For some couples, mm-hmm. maybe that's not you know an issue between the two of them. They might need more of that. They, uh-huh. they might, right? But for other couples, it, it may be. But it's that communication. But it's piece. communication, yeah. it's connection, it's understanding each other's positions mm-hmm. and, and the messages that you're communicating. That is That really makes all the difference. So Can last question. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> what is it your partner does that you know they love you? Hmm. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that your partner does that you know she loves you? For me, it's super easy. I mean, all she has to do is come up, put her arms around me, kiss me. And, what about when know. I don't do that? Because I'm not always good at the affection That's part. That's true. How do you know I love you? <laughs> Didn't mean to make it so complicated. <laughs> well, I'm a guy, so it's like for me, I, I'm kind of. I guess it's easy for, to show love. At least, I shouldn't say just because I'm a guy. Uh, for me personally, I just I feel it's very easy to for me to see that love in a, in a physical way. Um, other ways. I guess maybe when I see her do things, try to change things now, especially after the weekend, because um, we see it a lot more in each other, um, that that effort that's made to 
to to show to make some sort of and it's not a physical show it's a she's not quick to you know walk away she's not quick to um take you know like i can do this by myself kind yeah. of a thing um, she'll, I can. she'll rely. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> she can, and she will, you know. Um, but inevitably, she she, I can see that she'll make an effort to be, I guess, present with me in it, in whatever it is that that may be, whether it be the good stuff or the bad stuff. She's making, and, and not that she wasn't present before; she was. It's just there's less of a, of of a independence from her where she and not that I tried to overcome her independence it's just a matter of she's she's like instead of both of us going down the road to by ourselves side by side we're going down the road together with it communication I was about to say something about that where we the communication the way that you guys kind of taught us during that weekend how do I feel? What do you feel? You know, we've been working hard at that. Oh, super awesome. hard, and it is very. That <laughs> is the hardest thing it's been yes. for me to do, and I talk a lot, obviously. So you, you imagine, like, oh yeah, Eric, be a natural at that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Lots of words, but not a lot of yes. the depth. Yep. Just so you know, the word you're searching for is interdependence. Thank you. Not independence, not dependence, but interdependence. Mm, I didn't know that. Mm. You're going to make me Google that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the way, um, I, I know he loves me. First of all, he tells me all the time. He's very vocal. He's very affectionate. Um, and I'm not always, I'm vocal, but I'm not always affectionate. Uh, he's always willing to try. To try something new, to learn, he's willing to grow all the time, and I know it's a struggle for him sometimes. And I, I'm patient, <laughs> and and he's like I said, he's just always willing to do that. He's always willing to put in whatever it takes, and sometimes it takes a really long time to decide to do that. But once he truly, once he does, he truly does it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So before we sign off, guys, can you briefly tell us about your, um, what is it, the, the roulette driving thing that you guys do? <laughs> Road trip roulette. Road okay. trip roulette, this just is, as an idea for couples out there. This is my game. This so. is an act of randomness, totally It is. Random. So I made it up There's about... no plan. What? F- oh, Jesus. Seven years ago. Yeah, it was way like, before we were married. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are we going to do? You know, you get so tired of sitting home. No, no. She's bored out of her mind because I'm easily able to just sit there and be in nothing land. Uh-huh. But I can't. I no, no. need to do something. So I come home from work. I'm like, I've got a game. We're going to play this game. And it's grown as time's gone on. But he's like, what? And we didn't have the kids that weekend. So it was just the two of us. And I'm like, we're going to make these rules. And we're just going to go on a road trip. Well, where are we going to go? I'm like, wherever the rules take us. So we wrote down rules. I wrote down rules on yeah. paper. I'm confused that said, at this point. Like, huh? Yeah, that said, you know, um, we rolled the dice. Um, drive seven miles on the next road you come to. Turn well, on the radio. If it's a female, you turn left. Um, if you, get, spin, to, if you get to a dead end, 
You roll the dice, one through six, turn left. To see where you go. Seven through 12, turn right. Um, stop at the next restaurant you see for dinner. And I, so I just wrote out all these random rules. Drive until you see a road that starts with S, which you would be amazed how long you drive <laughs> <laughs> until you find a road that find begins with the letter S. Find the closest Nash, um, not, uh, so historical a... site, whatever. So mm-hmm. I made all these rules. So we, and he's reading these rules. He's like, are you crazy? How many rules are there? Well, it changes. It depends on how long you want it to be. But that time I probably had like a page. Which wasn't twenty five. Yeah, last um, one was forty. He thought he was. He thought I was crazy. He's like, I'm not doing this. I'm like, yes, you are doing it. You have nothing better to do. We're going to do this. It's so fun. It's such a blast. So we did it, and he's like, I'm so glad you did this. You came up with it. So then we've made a thing of it. Now we do road trip roulettes. We started including the kids. Um, everybody contributes to the rules beforehand. Sometimes they go really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you come up with these rules each time. Yeah, yeah. totally oh. new ones. So just okay. make them up, and other people contribute to them. And um, I mean, we might not. We might go back to some of the other rules. And yeah, we repeat know, them because some uh-huh. of them are kind of redundant. Like, right. You know, like the the dead end thing. That's always going to be a situation where you, you're going to run into. How many but times we, have we driven into in a, in a circle for 30 minutes? We driving? have done that. We've gotten stuck in subdivisions in and subdivisions. stuff. <laughs> and it's like, all we know. And then we want to break the rule, but one do. of us will, there's always one of us who will not break the rule to get out of the subdivision. Well, we've, we've done this in Michigan. We've done it in uh, Western uh, We've stopped at hotels because mm-hmm. we are out of time and we're not done with the game yet. Yep. So we have to stay at a hotel that's close. We came across a Buddhist uh Oh, temp- oh temple. temple! And in so we stopped, and they let nowhere. us. They let us go look around, yeah. and um, we met. There was like you know, go through a little town. We met some guy who collected all these really cool like gas station pumps, and gas stuff. station pumps and stuff. Um, we like been to carnivals and stuff mm-hmm. in these little towns. It's a lot of fun. The kids asked for it. Mm-hmm. Leah asked for it. To, she's like, let's go do road trip roulette this weekend. We've met Stumpy. Yeah, he's like a mat. He's a stump that this little town decorated, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, they and it's like their mascot. Yeah. So we joined his Facebook page mm-hmm. and everything, and it's great. <laughs> it's just this tree that's been cut down on the side of the road that they put eyes on, and they have like little logs called the stumpettes. It's mm-hmm. but fun. like the things that we come across are just um, we'll stop and like crazy. hike through little parks mm-hmm. and stuff. And this is fantastic. Oh, I, so I love much this fun. idea. Oh no. What? Oh, no, what? <laughs> you, Mr. Yelp. Oh, no, no. I, I like this idea. Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Right? Because, like, mean, sometimes I'm like, can we just drive around and just see what we see and and then figure out where we're going? And you like to go on Yelp and find the reviews. And Yeah, I do like doing that sometimes. And then if it doesn't work restaurant. out so well because it's yeah, random, right. you get a little frustrated. Well, well so. this, there's some rules here that you have to follow. I like this. I like this. it. I like, I like it a lot. It. You and make it all the rules ahead of time. Before you even leave, you got these rules right now. Now, you do want to be a little smart because obviously we don't want to be wandering around like an area that we shouldn't be hanging out in. <laughs> right, you know, sure. And we're in Chicago, so right. there's some of those areas that we don't want to go around in. Right. Um, but you kind of like, you, you see that coming beforehand and you can be like, hey, why don't you roll the dice, you know? And, but but usually, I mean, we are pretty strict about following the rules. Yeah. 
That's cool. Just because that's the way it is. You got to be strict about it because yeah. if not, it's not right. We have yet to be pulled over and asked, where are you going? What are you doing? Because <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Like, that's because he always this? drives. If right. I was driving, we'd be pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric and Tina, we want to thank you so much for being on our podcast today. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. It's super fun. Yes. You know, people have been sharing their stories since the beginning of time to bond and heal and grow. And we hope by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners. We want to wholeheartedly thank you for tuning in and listening to Couple Synergy today. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couple's Weekend Intensive, our online membership called Connections, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode... Please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. And until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm.